0: I wish we had theme music, theme music for 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 our
1: podcast, movie musical marathon (laughs) theme.
0: (laughs) Yes, we actually did have a marathon tonight. We this afternoon uh, we watched two movies. Well, one this afternoon, one this evening. Mm. Uh, We watched the Aladdin um, original from Disney, and we watched um, the live-action Disney remake, which came out in 2019, I believe. Now, you had told me some questions mm, that you were going mm, to think through mm. before. Yeah, because you asked me. Because I asked you. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be a little bit planned on these improvised podcast episodes that we record immediately after watching <laughs> movies without doing much study at all, if anything. Um, but what were you? What were the questions that you were curious about
1: before watching? Yeah, yeah, okay, was it? So, knowing that we were going to watch the original animation and then the live action of that animated story, mm. um, I was interested in how both the animated and the live action fitted into the genre of musicals. How did the movies convey the genre of musical? Did, were they faithful to what we know of as musicals? Or were they um, just trying to be movies that had songs in them? What kind of a musical were they?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's really interesting that both of them achieve their purpose of being musicals, mm. and and one thing I'm curious about is what do you think the quote-unquote
1: genre of musical is? Yeah, well, of course, Disney, um, like it or not, have got a responsibility to continue this idea of um, movie musicals, because for m- many years it seemed like that they've they were the only ones carrying the torch. And of course this is, I think, the third movie in the revival. Uh, if the first was Little Mermaid, then we had, I think, Beauty and the Beast. And then Aladdin. And then Aladdin. So, so that's they'd, they'd recovered or rekindled the animated movie musical. So they made it popular again, they made it big. So I think they were confident enough in themselves as movie makers. To uh, you know take some risks with Aladdin, uh, what they did do, of course, was have that um, oscar award winning a uh, combination of um, Alan Mencken. What I really liked about um, the original was they brought in good old Tim Rice, hmm. um, master lyricist and and he just made um, to me he just made the songs clever and fun um,
0: yeah and i don 't know how much like of that. those how much of the lyrics were Howard Ashman. And how much were Tim Rice? I'm not sure. Uh, I know that A Whole New World was Tim Rice. Okay. But I don't... I think A Friend Like Me, Prince Ali,
1: were all Ashman. Wow, very clever. Well done, Ashman. So in terms of um, making the, the movie a musical, um, I think they succeeded that in, um, and they kept the musical genre alive and as musical movies.
0: The other thing that I liked about these songs was that um, in the original it seemed like the plot was happening, and there was a song happening. So mm. they didn't stop the plot for this
1: musical number, and that was really cool. Yep, I like that. In the live-action musical, they could do a lot with uh, computer-generated imagery, which was really good, and they, they had an interesting feel to the musical. They had deliberate slow motion in, in places, they had deliberate sort of what I would call clipping, which is probably not the best term for it, how they would move the images. They, they would skip, like, seconds in the image and you'd get this sort of stop-start sort of thing.
0: It looks sped up, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the, the dream sequence, uh, the, the daydream sequence where um, Jasmine is basically singing to herself, trying to encourage herself to stand up. This is um, mm. the full speechless mm. song. And so everyone is actually frozen in time mm. as she's walking around them singing.
0: You know what's so funny? And I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this in the podcast, but I think that all three of those elements, the slow-mo, the speeding up, and the dream sequence with with Speechless, were all of them counterintuitive to
1: what a musical should be. Yep, mm. yep, yeah, yeah, I, I get that, yep. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I mentioned that, because they, they just were a little awkward to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but why? Um, I, I think it, it may be just... Uh, I need to get up with the times and just say, hey, this is um, th- these are audiovisual techniques um, that people are using. They're valid, so you get in with it. That's humble of you? Yeah, well, I have seen other movies do it that aren't musicals, um, particularly uh, The Fastbender Macbeth. And but other Guy Ritchie films like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, good old Guy Ritchie, yes, yes. He has done that in, in Sherlock Holmes, yeah. So uh, the Guy Ritchie is the director of the live-action Aladdin? Mm. Um, what, is I, what do I think about it? I think um, I had to... Sort of say to myself, yeah, okay, you're watching a musical, so don't expect it to be like live action. It's, you know, you, there are going to be moments where the you're going to have a sort of musical soliloquy, this this aria where the character is basically singing to themselves. It's and that happened quite a lot, of course. Okay, um, I hear that
0: there are two kind of um, I don't know if there are assumptions or presuppositions that you have about what a musical is. Mm. Um, according so one is that the songs progress the story, and the other is that it's people really singing, so it's not surreal.
1: Is that the other thing that that the that, that the yeah? There's there's a mix there. Um, so you know, Aladdin gets on this roof by himself and he's singing out loud mm. about you know whatever he's singing about. It's usually about people's perception of him or his perception of him. Uh, and then we've got the stream sequence. So. Yeah, I I think they're valid. I think they're valid techniques. Um, I just had to get used to
0: them. Um, Okay, I want to challenge those presuppositions. Go for it. Um, um, Because I agree that the best musicals use songs to progress the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But only because that's how to get the audience invested in the song. Mm -hmm. And I think that any successful story is one that engages Mm -hmm. And so you can engage with dance. You just wow them. That's why a lot of action movies are successful, because the action itself is engaging. Mm. Um, Whereas, um, so you can use songs to move the plot forward, and that is what creates the Mm. success of the musical, or... Uh, you can just have songs in a show. <laughs> and and I wouldn't say that that's not a musical if there is a story and songs. Um, and at the same time, um, I'm not sure if the music in a musical has to always be diegetic, meaning mm-hmm. f- coming from the world that the characters live in. Mm-hmm. So it could be surreal. Um, I think that there's a, I haven't seen it, there's a, there's a program about, oh man I can't even, I shouldn't reference things that I haven't seen but mm. there, there. you know you, you go into a quote unquote dream sequence mm-hmm. and you sing this song to yourself mm. or about your situation to help yourself, to help you think through it uh, and then you sit back down and you're in the normal situation and mm. that song never happened, it just happened mm. inside your head as you were mm sitting in this restaurant, or whatever. And so that type of surrealism, I think, is valid in in musicals. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think that that is...
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, there is one thing I would like to have seen, uh, which appears in, in many other musicals and many other stories, that didn't appear in this one. And I would have liked a bit more um, development of uh, the villain, and... Um, Musically, yeah. So we we did have we did have more of his backstory, which was good, which you know we heard, but we basically learned of his ambition, um, and they used it um, to effect in the story. This idea of being second, the most powerful man in the room, and and all this coming from nothing, and you know having almost everything, and um, and then just using that power beyond their own territory and into other territories. So the um, power to oppress. Yeah. Just the power to wield the, the um, yeah, the ability to wield power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I would have loved to have have heard a uh, a song from the villain, along those sorts of lines.
0: Maybe the actor can't sing.
1: <laughs> I think they would have written a show before they cast the actors. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we see that in in different song, uh, different movies. Uh, Beauty and the Beast had it. Um, I think um, Ursula had her lovely song in, in The yep. Little Mermaid. But we don't get that in Aladdin. That's true. And um, I even missed the Prince Ali reprise,
0: which I, which is one of the greatest... How can I say greatest? They're all great songs, every <laughs> one of them. Absolutely. But including that Prince Ali reprise, um, yeah, it would be mm. on the list of top ten um, oh, okay. Disney villain songs... Mm.
1: If it were a full song and not just yeah. a reprise. Yeah, that's right. It is a good reprise. Um it's very good in the animated movie. Mm. You know, especially the wicked laugh at the end.
0: I wish that the <laughs> car- the live action dude was a little just a little bit more maniacal, but realistically <laughs> maniacal. <laughs> Believably you know, the the way that real people are often maniacal. Maybe not often. <laughs>
1: And this is one of the the difficulties of a musical because obviously you've got to suspend belief more with a musical than you would with a drama or a romance or whatever.
0: But Disney musicals, you've got it handed to you on a platter, you know? People who are completely unfamiliar with Les Mis, they go and they sit down and they hear Hugh Jackman belting out this show tune as he's dragging this ship into the Mm. harbour, into the dock, Mm. and they think, what on earth is going on? Yeah. Whereas... We sit down to watch a live-action adaptation of what's already well-known to be a musical. Yeah. Disney have almost no,
1: uh, no dis- disbelief to, yeah.
0: to suspend here. They've yeah. got no, almost no...
1: Yeah, of course, The, the basically, because Disney have, have this heritage of music, movie musicals, all people need to see is the word Disney or the castle, and they know... Disney doesn't have to work to get them to suspend belief because they know, oh, okay, this is a Disney movie, therefore I'm gonna suspend belief it's gonna be. Not what we would normally see in a different production house. Howard Ashman
0: uh, is famously quotable on this. In animation, you already have to suspend your disbelief. And because you are already suspending your disbelief about these pictures moving and being real people, it's fine if they start singing, mm. like, it's already mm. there. And so that animation has that going for it. The live action, did that have any elements in it that helped it or hindered it from being a musical?
1: Yeah, definitely. What, one of the things I think that hindered it was the legacy. It had to do the original blockbuster songs. It had to do um, Arabian Nights, Friend Like Me, Prince Ali... Great songs, but harder to do live action than animation. I was impressed with Friend Like Me, the the mm. live action. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. They 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 tried to do it well. But I think, um, you know, if they'd been given a clean slate, I don't think they would have done those.
0: It's true. They're c- very cartoony songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that's what they were, you know, designed for. for. Yeah, so, um, and if they weren't so popular, then they wouldn't have <laughs> to have done them. But, yeah, so that's... Uh, it was a difficulty Guy Ritchie faced and I think they did well with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they were still... That, because we know what the animation's like, y- you can't reproduce that. Yeah. I think they did Prince Ali
0: well, but that also lends itself well to live action, I think, because it's literally a parade. Mm. Um, that's diegetic. <laughs> mm. The songs are not the only thing that hindered the live action from producing a believable musical, I think. I think the other thing that hindered it was the the camera motion, mm. um, like we talked before, those camera effects of slowing down and speeding up. and oh, yes, yeah. um, Because, and I think the reason is because when you're watching dancing or singing, you expect that, if you're watching a musical, to be real, to mm. be actually what people are doing. Mm. Whereas if you have slow-mo happening and people singing in real time, it's so disconcerting which mm. one is real. If the plot is being progressed it's not a dream sequence, mm. then what are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> Slow-mo or, or this real-time singing? Same thing with uh, sped-up dancing. The the other aspect of the dancing, which which I think is why it doesn't work sped-up, is dance, to me, is the cartoon of live action. So animation is able to be cartoony and fantastic. Mm-hmm. And dance, I think, by nature, is fantastical in that it is mm. so... Unnatural to the way that people normally move, yeah. and because of that, I think you can employ dance to add fantasticalness, mm. which is what musicals does. Musicals do to your story, and so when you speed that up mm. and you make it look this look like this unrealistic super dancing, mm. then you lose the um, live action magic, the mm. live action cartoon, mm. and you create a movie cartoon. You make a movie about the dancing instead of letting the dancing be the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really good that you brought that up because it, you put into words what I was thinking or trying to say, um, which was, uh, well, dance is by natural emotive. You know, that's what it is. It, it um, gives expression to emotions. And therefore, it needs to be realistic, mm. to be believed. Mm. And, and when you have a, a, a song in a musical or a dance sequence in a musical that looks more like a music video because of the different it techniques. It can work, but... It, it, you sacrifice the believability of the event in, in mm. the story mm. for um, good looks and, and yep. you know.
0: Unless that's part of the genre. Like, because they're singing... If it looks like a music video, that's fine. Because you, uh, the viewer, are used to seeing music videos. People singing mm. and yep. stuff happening like a video. Mm. Which is another reason why Friend Like Me and You're Welcome from Moana, though that's a, a worse example, uh, but that it's an example of when uh, you've gone all uh, surreal and music video-esque in the middle of your mm. movie. And it, it works. Now, I don't want to say that your welcome animation works because there is something a bit off to
1: me about it. I'm yeah. not sure what, but... If it was consistent the whole way through in every musical number, well, then, OK, sure, that's, that's how you're doing the movie. But if if it's just a once or, 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 you know, twice in a movie, these techniques, I think, yeah, you're just trying to milk it. It doesn't work for me. Um, in the same way that I'm really against a voice synth... In, in a movie you know, musical because if you've got this natural um, unless you do it throughout the whole musical you know throughout all the dialogue throughout all the songs um, and so yeah because what um, using a voice synth and singing does is it loses those those different frequencies um, so so you lose that warmth mm. that those extra frequencies do in the same way that you lose the believability of dance when you you know section it out and, mm. and speed it up and so on and by voice synth, you mean just
0: um, audio production on a voice changing the, the
1: frequencies that you hear. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I love both movies and I've and only seen Aladdin live-action movie once and so this is my second time and I generally love the move, movies better on the second time and this was better. This, I really enjoyed this, this viewing. Um, I enjoyed the
0: humor mm. a lot better this time than the first time. Oh, cool. um, this, uh, the first time I watched it, I thought the humor didn't work. I didn't like mm. the awkward humor. Mm. This time, because I was maybe because I was expecting it, mm. I was able to get on board with the awkward humor. When I was watching the original. Uh, I was thinking, how are we going to make this in a live action? And I was Mm. having so many ideas, and I I loved all of those ideas, as you do the first Mm. time you have an idea. Mm. But (laughs) one of those ideas was that you've just got to have the story and then tell the story using the vehicle of the humor style of whatever comedian you bring in to play Mm. the genie and Iago. As well as the genie, You, you had... Comedy the whole way through It's just amazing And so what you wanted Is you wanted comedians Who were funny mm. And then you have your story And then you put those comedians mm. On top of your story mm. To carry to, to help keep it light And that's kind of what they did with this When they let Will Smith be Will Smith That was awesome mm. When they wrote him jokes as well Those worked for me as well
1: Iago in the animated movie was voiced by a a beloved and very skillful um, comedian. I've seen some interviews with the the Aladdin creative team and he was just... (laughs) <laughs> hilarious and pulling down that the whole room was just in stitches and and the whole cast and crew was just full of praise of this guy so iago wasn't actually iago it was this comedian <laughs> and, and, and when you see the comedian live he's he's exactly the same as iago is
0: yeah a bit very, like the same way yeah. how robin williams is the same as the genie yes with, you know yeah um, exactly the same
1: yeah um and of course i'm um, i think iago um the character iago had great um, lines and, and involvement in the animated movie, because of that. Now, in the live-action movie, Iago did have some uh, a very important role. He was the eyes mm. and ears mm. of. I liked you know. that
0: they kept the animals, but I also liked that they were animals.
1: Yes, he wasn't a comedian mm. uh, in the second movie, and he, you know, he didn't have the advice, and, and of course, he didn't do all the slapstick. Mm. You know, falling into walls, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think was a good thing, it was a good call. And Alan Tudick is, is very talented. Alan Tudyk was the voice of the parrot, Iago, in the second movie. Yeah, in the, in the live action. Uh, but he was not called on to be a comedian, which was fine.
0: And so when it comes to making a musical live action. The other thing was the uh, concept of motifs, and light motifs. Mm-hmm. And I would love for movies and musicals to employ more. Mm. Um, mm, I like him. And it's really, it's a powerful technique, mm. um, which when you hear a theme, a melodic um, riff or something like a tune, mm. and then that tune pops up again and again, at the same type of moments, mm. that's that's the motif. And so you're able to use that familiarity mm. um, in different ways, sometimes contradictory, and then you you are able to make the audience feel, which mm. is one of the main things that music does, mm-hmm. uh, in different ways, depending on how you use that motif. I remember there was one moment in the original movie where I cried. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, I teared up. I stopped yep. myself from crying. Yep. But it was the... I think it was when he was giving the bread away to the children.
1: Yeah, that was sweet.
0: Mm. That that not only because it was sweet, but because of the music. Mm. It um, was powerful music. Not only powerful music, but but because I had associated a lot of strong feelings towards that music in the first place, when it was coupled with that moving story of him working so hard for the spread and he just gives it away. There's a lot of moments uh, that I think the animation did better than the live action just because I think the music was more in sync
1: yes, with the yes. uh, images. Yep, now I'll give you that, absolutely. Um, and I'm I'm hearing that theme in my head of that well, what the animated movie did with music that the live action didn't Was have these reprises um, Well, no, the live action reprised Speechless Yeah, but that was the only one True. true uh, whereas, whereas, you know, if your idea of an intro No, 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 there's, there's another one, there's another
0: one um, Proud of you? no, not proud of your boy um, The refresh street rat That came back and so they they accentuated oh, yeah. Aladdin's decision to tell Jasmine the truth, right? With that, with him actually singing about it,
1: right? Yes. Sorry. What were you going? to say? You're right. That's yeah. That was it. Because yeah, I was looking for other examples of that, um, but because they missed out the villain song, which of course was a reprise in the animated movie. Mm. So and it is a reversal of the yes. Prince Ali. Yeah, it was good. Narratively. Um, so, winding up for me. Um, as usual, I mean, I love musicals, um, and as much as I criticise them and, and uh, you know, don't like some of the awkward things or, or mismatches or ways they interpret the world, I still love both these musicals. Um, the, the Aladdin um, animation was, was really um, powerful to me when it first came out. I loved it, and especially the music. I do encourage people, if you saw Aladdin live-action in 2019-ish, and you thought, like we did, oh, yeah, there's some awkward bits there, and why did they do that? Give it another go. Watch it second time like like we did, and, yeah, I think you might be pleasantly surprised. It's not as bad as you thought. Um, It's quite entertaining. We've had a good evening. I've had a good evening. I have too. Um, yeah, so I, I still heartily recommend seeing either, and, of course, if you can see both. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can only see one, watch the original animation. It is the superior
0: movie... And it is just wonderful that Disney is still producing new musicals for the screen. Mm. Like Tangled and Frozen and Frozen mm. 2. And I would like some more leading men in musicals. Aladdin is fantastic. <laughs> he, to, he's mm. a role model to me mm. Um, mm. Was and good. was growing up. Thank you. Disney Thank Mm. you um, Alan Menken Howard Ashman Mm. Tim Rice Um, And thank you Guy Ritchie For giving it a go And and doing your Spin Your action movie-esque Spin Mm. On on Aladdin Because it creates This Not only does it create A fun movie experience It also creates This conversation (laughs) And I'm I'm glad And I think I've learned From it
1: Oh Totally good Cool. Um, I've I've loved these movies. I enjoy I enjoyed, you know discussing them with you afterwards, um, and I hope that other people find this interesting and and you know find it the the podcast um, motivating to go back and see these musicals again because they are very good. Mm. What I'm what I hope people
0: are motivated to do from listening to this is to consider more deeply what musicals are what they can be, and how they are best delivered. Uh, that's the main re- one of the main reasons that I started this podcast. This was cool. for myself, because I want to learn what makes a musical and what makes a movie musical good. Yeah. Um, and that's certainly what this, this uh, afternoon and
1: evening has done. In cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dad. Good night. Good night. That's a good night from him. And it's good night from me. Good (laughs) night.